listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm John. And I'm Tiny. And we're here to bring you an entertaining hour or so. Yeah. Approximate hour of content. We're going to talk as long as we got something to talk about. That's true. And now, then, some, most of it might be in the Patreon. And we'll cut it off. Speaking of Patreon, I think this is the first time I've ever podcasted in this T-shirt. Okay. I, I don't know if you remember our discussion from about a month ago. Mm-hmm. I've worn the same like four yes. or five shirts. I'm trying to work some new ones in. Nice. All right. And we're almost to our goal. We just need a few more subscribers. <laughs> just a few more. To get our video up and running. And there's a $2 option. Sure. If you uh, if you just, you re- you, for some reason, you don't want the extra show, but you really, really, really want to see us yeah, on YouTube. Video. Yeah. There's a $2 option. Yeah, you can join in on that. And then someone can keep track of how often I wear the same t-shirts when we <laughs> yes. podcast. I think that would be funny. You could come up with like a, your own Twitter account sure. just to follow that. That's right. Yes. <laughs> you have a link to the like a web store wherever that's being sold at. <laughs> yeah, steal his look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a nineteen eighty six, you know, Columbia t shirt. Uh, yes. how was your how was your week? It was fine. It was a little hectic, but it was fine. Um Alabama won. They did. Know. Roll tide. Roll tide. So that was always nice to see us win. But yeah, outside of that, Hudson ruined me going to a tailgate. Oh. Uh, before the game. Bummer. Yeah. Uh, my good friend Sugar had one um, that was, you know, I think catered and all that. And you people, I was already people down in the area. Tailgates. Well, he, this was, he had, uh, being a charitable guy that he is, he mm-hmm. had bought this in a silent auction or something. Oh, okay. And so it was like a tailgating package experience type thing. Mm-hmm. So. I was planning on going to that, took a shower, I was all ready, and then <laughs> Hudson was like, I got to go take homecoming pictures, and it was I wasn't going to be able to go and get home and get him and get him back to where he had to take right. home, because he's a professional homecoming date now. <laughs> uh, and you didn't feel like, uh, oh, I guess he was taking the pictures for the, the yeah, other person, for the, the, for the date. Yeah. yeah, which we have no pictures, because mm-hmm. he took none. He put a picture up on his Instagram story. Uh the or last night, I guess it's still there. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, the girl is, she's not ugly, you know, which is, I was happy about. There she is. Okay. A little bit taller than him. Well, now, didn't he, didn't he take another girl? Yeah. He, to so, a, that wasn't homecoming. That was a different dance. That was homecoming at County High. Oh, this is homecoming okay. at Brookwood. I got you. Yeah. So this girl at County High broke up with her. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I know you liked her. Yeah, she's a great girl. Mm-hmm. She's real, We've known her since she was a little kid. Um, and then she was going with this girl. So we basically dropped him off of people we don't know. And we're like, yeah, I hope you come back alive. <laughs> right. It was like the 90s. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and we just went home. So uh, I say we, I mean me. So mm-hmm. had to do all that Saturday, which was a bummer because I was pumped about going and eating food with people in a different income bracket than me. Right. Uh, freaking them out. Like, hey, this is how the poor's act. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffing food in my pockets to take home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so 
Uh, it's all right. You got any interesting stories? I did see you sitting in the back of your truck watching your kids play with an umbrella yes. the other day, maybe <laughs> yesterday. And yeah. I was like, that's pretty genius. That's how that's how we do it here in the Sullivan household. I, like, I like that. <laughs> I never would have thought about that. <laughs> yep. That's a great move. So kudos to you. Yeah. Yeah. I probably didn't wave because I was mad about something when I got home. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time mad yesterday for some reason. <laughs> well, I hope you feel better today. Uh, somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> I was right. grumpy this morning. <laughs> but I did take a nap, so I'm doing good. Uh, what do you got for stories this week? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to talk about McDonald's, of course, greatest restaurant in the history of the world. Uh, we're going to talk about Karen's, and we're going to talk about the Disciples of Democracy. Okay. Yeah. I have a story about the Power Rangers. I have a story about squatters fighting back, but I wanted to start with this one, John. You know how we all know... It's one of our favorite verses, Romans 8, 28. Sure. God causes all things to work together for the good of those sure. that believe in him. That's, that's what Olstein bases his whole <laughs> yes. ministry off of, I think. God takes the bad, yeah. but he uses it for good. Sure. That's biblical for sure. <laughs> so we got the headline here. Scorned Russian must mothers use Putin's draft to rat out deadbeat exes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what good could possibly come from the war in Ukraine? Deadbeat sure. Russian dads getting drafted into the military getting service. A, a low-life Russian dad <laughs> fighting in Ukraine. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> no more vodka for you, sir. And also, when he gets killed, no more child support for mom. <laughs> well, well, they're not paying it anyway, so. I, I don't know. I don't know how... Benefit military benefits work sure. over in Russia. They yeah, may not be so great. I, what a, yeah, I doubt they have like a, a death benefit <laughs> yeah. spousal payout type plan. <laughs> Maybe they do. Maybe I have no well, idea. I've heard socialism has everything, so they probably do. Probably better than anything we've ever seen before. But aren't they like? I thought Russia didn't they move to capitalism? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're quasi in the. They're like kind of like kind China. of in a transition period, yeah. sort of. Yeah, you know, like China's. Communists, but they have some. But they have a, a, they have a capitalist a of, economy. Yeah, a even cap- though they have right. a. Yeah, uh, can we say dictatorship? Yeah, they know. have a communist dictatorship. Yeah, it's a communist yeah. party, but they have a, a capitalist economy somehow. Yes, which might be the best of both worlds. Like, <laughs> I mean, what if we're like, hey, we have unfettered <laughs> capitalism, but the government's going to lock you in your house if you don't get a vaccine? There would have been a lot of people who were like, yes, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, well. Eh, we're going to kill you if you write something bad about the president. Yeah, I was seeing a lot of stuff here recently about how they're possibly fixing to go into a depression. Yeah. I've, I don't know if that happened or not. I just remember seeing that constantly being all over my timeline for a while. I was reading something about housing markets mm-hmm. the other day because, uh, interestingly enough, not surprisingly, housing sales and stuff is a driver of furniture sales. You right, know? yeah. And it was talking, it was dealt specifically United States, but then it got a worldwide overview. And one of the things they said is in China, they are like on the brink of a housing collapse because they built so much. They're destroying just apartment complexes now. They can't occupy and everything. Yeah, I was I was watching something like uh, there for a while. The housing market was apparently so hot that people would buy a condos and apartments and stuff that weren't even built yet. Yeah. And then they were supposed to get built. Sure. And now they're not getting built because, right? Like they're the money, the inflation, sky high inflation, right. and everything yes. else. And I remember there were some like uh, protests. People were saying that they weren't going to pay their mortgages anymore. Yeah. And 
when you first hear that, it's like, well, you got to pay your mortgage. But these were mortgages on housing that wasn't even finished. Yeah, they weren't even, even living done. there yet. Right. So, no, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a wild it's a wild world we live in <laughs> yeah. right now. Tell you what, President Biden's doing a bang-up job. I'm glad the adults are back in charge. <laughs> you know what? And we, we're respected on the world front now. Yeah. Uh, no, we're not the laughing stock anymore, and things are going great. And for everybody to criticize well, him, I saw, I saw a they are wrong. Our I, president is doing a great job. I saw one day last week they were saying that uh, we have to vote Democrat the upcoming midterms because right. if the Republicans get back in power, they might destroy the economy That's right. even They're further. They're going to even hurt worse. the economy. <laughs> yes, the adults are in charge, y'all. The, the proof's in the pudding. Y'all know. Just look around you. Things are going great. We're doing fine. We're not on the verge of nuclear war. Everything's fine. <laughs> well, speaking of things that are great, back to deadbeat Russian yes. dads. <laughs> De- right. <laughs> Vladimir Putin's mobilization order has failed miserably to stoke patriotism amo- amongst ordinary Russians, and it appears not to have had much success on the battlefield, but there is at least one unexpected perk for some women dealing with deadbeat ex-husbands. <laughs> Immediately after Putin's speech, the idea came to me. This is a quote from a Russian lady. If my ex-husband goes to war, we would be paid back because he will get official payments into an account that can't be hidden from courts, one woman told investigative outlet Verska. Okay. Identified only by the pseudonym Irina, she is one of several women who says that she ratted out her ex to military officials in the hopes of finally making him pay for abandoning his own child. Irina said that she's been young and stupid when she first got married, and she wound up divorcing her husband after his problems with alcohol began, and he started stealing and jewelry from her. Stand by your man because he's got a drinking problem. <laughs> Help him get through it, Irina. He's stealing her jewelry. Uh, well, he says he's started stealing her, her jewelry. Uh, it's for better or worse, sicker or poor, <laughs> drunker or sober. Started uh, stealing her parents' jewelry. Uh, later, after she's got no more jewelry, I guess she filed for divorce. <laughs> <laughs> she learned that she would use her name to take out a loan, and that had since left her tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Well, that's your own fault. Well, that's how loans work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. It's not free money unless yes. you're going to school. Sure. <laughs> unless you're getting educated in the United States. Yes. And despite numerous court proceedings, she said that uh, he had absconded on years worth of child support and alimony payments. That's when she said that she learned that she wasn't the only woman wondering if Putin's mobilization and the promise of military payments might be a way to make things right. According to her, she knew dozens of other women women in the same boat. Who've started an online community to discuss the scheme. Okay. So there's like a deadbeat hunters Facebook sure. group or whatever trying to yeah. they're, they're all trying to track them down. <laughs> yes. I saw him playing cards down here. If night. this is not a reality show, It'd be great. or at the very least a YouTube channel that we can watch. I would like to get involved and help. I love trying to track people down. It's one of my favorite things to do. Yes. Uh, quote, we get together in a chat and we support each other, sharing experiences and information. Right now, there are about 70 people, she said. Well, I will go to the military commissioner and hand over personal information uh, if I if I want them to take somebody. She says, golly, sounded like the Gestapo. Sure. It seems to me that he won't be able to handle military action. He doesn't have enough training or strength. 
So, of course, she wants to send him to war. Sure. <laughs> Let's get him right on in there. <laughs> of course. She's just messing with him. Right. She said, well, here, here, listen to this. Of course, I've thought about how I would feel if he dies there, but my son and I already haven't seen him or heard from him in 12 years, although we live in the same city. So if they do kill him, it will even be good. Okay. (laughs) 12 years. She hadn't found a new man to help support her yet. I mean, I'm sure she's a strong, independent woman, and she's just doing this to get back at him, not to get the money. Right. Uh, Well, I mean, you know. She wants to be compensated. She's well, got these tens of thousands of dollars in debt. Sure. That's what happens. Got to pay that back I, some way. This man apparently ob- decided he was aborting this child. It was just never, <laughs> it was his choice to never deal with it again. Yeah. He, he's living his truth, apparently. Yeah. But yeah, I'm all for this. I think if when the draft gets reinstated here, deadbeat dads need to be the first ones you take. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we'll have once World War Three breaks out, <laughs> yeah. we're all going. All hands are on deck. I don't know what y'all thinking. Me and Tiny gonna have to get out there and fight. We're all going to. I, yeah, I get that, but I think, like you said, I think some some loser out there who yeah, has get who some people spends that no I, money on his kids, never spends a time with them at all. Sure, send him before me. Absolutely, let's take all of those. <laughs> I have given out too many pony rides <laughs> to get drafted into war now. Okay. <laughs> I have built forts. Sure. I have done homework. <laughs> Absolutely. I have made countless PB&J sandwiches yes. with the crust cut off. Right. Yeah, no. I was going to say, good dads <laughs> yes. like me and you, we need to be way on down the line. Yes. We're benefiting society. They need to put us in charge over sure. the yeah. cannon fodder. <laughs> yes. Hey, you guys, head on up there. We're going to be back here yes. making your kids sandwiches. Yeah. You know, so y'all head on up there. I can, we can do that. I don't know. That's... uh. What's this? What's the quote? Hell, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Yeah, and that's it. You mm-hmm. should have paid your child support, and yeah. you wouldn't be getting drafted now. I and guess you wouldn't be trying to denazify Ukraine. Sure. Yeah, let's get the Nazis <laughs> out of Ukraine. Which we're already to a draft in Ru- for Russia. Are they really in bad shape? I mean, I know they have nuclear weapons, but apparently their military is not good. I mean, uh, look, I'm not over there. I, I don't know. I just, all I know is what I see. Sure. And who knows how much of that is for real or not. How well, much yeah. It, I just don't know. How, what's propaganda and but what's I not? Say, living in America, yeah. the media that we get, sure. it, from all accounts, it looks like, yeah, their, their military now, is not so good. Also, in the beginning, they were like, you know, this Ukrainian farmer shot down a MiG fighter jet with a rifle. <laughs> yes. And everybody was like, go Ukraine. <laughs> you know, like that actually, we were getting stories like that too. Yeah. So I don't know what's true and what's not. Mm-hmm. So, but it, it seems like Russia's is having some struggles, which I was thinking about this. We t- brought it up last week that they may or may not be doing too well. Is basically, I guess, 30 years ago, they had to start from scratch rebuilding all that because the country broke up. You know? Yeah, yeah. And so that's not a very long time to establish everything you need for mm-hmm. a military. Now, they still had equipment and all that, and they've been upgrading, and I'm sure along the way. But the Well, they've the been involved in conflicts over the years, too. Sure, but they're yeah. not, not full-scale invasions well, of I mean, sovereign if countries. If you don't count but... Crimea. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They took that over, and we didn't do anything about hey, it. Hey, you know what they didn't take? What? Right along with us, they didn't take Afghanistan. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we a lot of trouble taking over Afghanistan. You got to be cocky if you're Afghani. You're like, we're, y'all will, ne- no one will ever conquer us. <laughs> yes. Like, we're going to do what we want to. Women can't drive. They can't read. 
<laughs> or making opium and heroin and sending it everywhere. No gays. <laughs> no gays at all. <laughs> what y'all going to do about it? <laughs> Come on in here. The U.S., the largest military power, tried for 20 years and finally was like, how oh, we're done, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Y'all can have it all back, and we're going to leave y'all a bunch of equipment, too. Stay a while, but eventually you will leave. Yeah, you're going to (laughs) leave. You'll never beat us. I would be the cockiest person in the planet if I was Afghani. Afghani. They they have every right to be. They took on two world powers, and we're like, okay, we're still here. Yeah. We didn't give an inch of territory to (laughs) y'all. Beautiful, really, when you think about it. I respect that. All right, well, let's talk about um, let's talk about Karen. A Karen Halloween display has been removed after a Karen complained to City Hall. <laughs> no, no <laughs> self awareness whatsoever. None. No. Is it life imitating art or art imitating life? Either way, we couldn't make something like this up, even if we tried. The city of Prosser, Washington, recently received a complaint about Halloween decorations they put up outside of City Hall and were forced to take them down. It was probably the Freedom From Religion Foundation who (laughs) gets mad at every small town in Alabama that puts a nativity scene out at the courthouse on on Christmas and will sue. Don't don't pray before a football game. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) What are you doing praying before a football game? Let me sue you 1A high school in rural Nebraska. (laughs) Uh, The decorations, you ask. One of a stereotypical Karen, complete with a T-shirt that read, Can I speak to the manager? Well, some folks complained that the display was offensive to certain types of women, and City Hall was forced to take it down. We call those women Karens. Absolutely. <laughs> in a statement per KMO, this is what you get when you give in to people who complain about stupid stuff. Uh-huh. Then you got to start giving in for everybody. So you're like, oh, well, yeah, we did make Hubbardville, Alabama take down their town display for Christmas because it had a cross in it. You know, yeah. now we got to make you do that. So <laughs> if we would just say no to all these stupid people, we wouldn't have to, we would still have Karen decorations up. Uh, in a statement per KMO, KOMO News, Prosser City Hall also said they would be withdrawing from the historic downtown Prosser decorating contest, acknowledging that the display was inconsistent with the spirit of the competition. Further, the city says the display was not a political statement, nor was it targeted at any specific individual group, and that they have investigated the issue internally and did not find anyone who participated in the display intended malice. Moving forward, the city said there would be staff training as to why this was insensitive and offensive to their community. So there you Mm. go. They should have said it was a transgender. <laughs> that would absolve them of everything. Yes. Uh, I mean, look, if it, I don't know, like, it seems to me like, wouldn't you just say, well, hey, that's not about me, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah called- my name's Karen. Sure. But I don't fit the proto, the stereotype. Yeah. What this was were ladies, white ladies. I mm-hmm. mean, Clearly, these who were want to ladies. speak to the manager, yeah, and, and, got and mad. this and this particular time they wanted to speak to the mayor. Sure, right, and the mayor's <laughs> like, not dealing with all this, guys. Just take it down. We're gonna say we're gonna do some training and all that. Why ladies need to calm down? They're mad all the time. Yeah, the one I'm living with has been mad all weekend. 
<laughs> they get offended on other people's behalfs more than they should. Yeah. So we got to curb that. We should never taught them to read. We got to curb that. <laughs> it's causing a lot of problems where you can't have fun with a Halloween decoration contest. So anyways, uh, sorry to any Karens we offended. We did not mean that, and we are going to attend sensitivity training. Except that I'm not sorry. Tiny's sorry. not sorry. <laughs> sorry, at all. not sorry. We we make no apologies <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, hey, John. We don't negotiate with terrorists, <laughs> and we we don't negotiate with terrorists named Karen. That's, <laughs> that's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, how about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? I know about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Uh. Servers dressed as the Power Rangers at Oakland restaurant saved a woman from being attacked last week. Okay. Oakland, California. Employees dressed as Power Rangers at a new restaurant in East Bay sprang into action and became real superheroes by saving a woman who was being attacked. This restaurant, I don't know what it is or or why their employees were dressed as Power Rangers, but it sounds like somewhere my brother Brad would love. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he needs to think about you know, like opening one up here. <laughs> you think one would survive here? I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of dudes who really like that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe. I mean, he's he's going to Alabama Comic Con. So. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's enough of those dudes here to have a convention once a year. Yeah. I don't know how big the convention is. Yeah. I don't know. You're gonna have to cash flow the restaurant, so you're gonna need a substantial population of nerds. <laughs> yes. Maybe move it to Huntsville. I feel like there's a lot of nerds. <laughs> And Huntsville. Yeah. Something about that in the space like, industry yeah. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Huntsville does seem like the nerdiest Alabama city. Yeah. Right? But Birmingham is like your middle class dad. Montgomery is uh Alan Jackson. Maybe. I was thinking more he like wrote a song about it. <laughs> I was just thinking I was trying to think of something murderous. Oh, okay. <laughs> A lot of people get killed down in Montgomery for some reason. Anyways, let's go on before I get in trouble. Uh, it says that the whole incident was documented in a series of now now viral tweets uh, by a woman who was having dinner. Let's see. Wow, I lost my place. Uh-oh. According to her Twitter thread, uh, which has hundreds of thousands of impressions, everyone seemed to jump into action. Uh, all the servers were moving towards the scene to help one another out. Okay, here we go. She says in her tweets that the man, how did I miss that? Okay. Craziest thing just happened at dinner. I'm at a ramen shop owned by Thai people in Oakland dressed as Power Rangers when a woman rushes in saying that she's not safe and a man then came in after her and puts her in a chokehold. (laughs) She says that all the Power Rangers leapt into action. They say that the man even started using racial slurs. Oh, and then the spirit of the community kicked in and that even uh, customers started morphing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the patrons started to get it, get involved. They started to, uh, the Power Rangers ended up piling on to him and then police showed up. Oakland police confirmed to ABC 7 News that they detained the man and they believed that he was undergoing a mental health crisis. They transported him for medical attention. Uh, Thai people are very playful. We like to laugh, whether it's to create harmony. This is a quote here. Or balance, that's our ethos. That's how we approach something that's scary or shocking or surprising. It's something within us that we turn to laughter to try uh, and peace keep the right way. 
while the costumes, which are an ode to the restaurant's signature cocktails, which are served in ranger-shaped vessels, are only worn on Fridays, they're a reminder that it's always morphin' time at NOCA. (laughs) As the restaurant reviews surveillance footage of the incident, the woman, she says that uh, the restaurant wants to make sure the community understands that the workers are not vigilantes, but are ready to assist anyone in need of help. This was just an isolated incident. Sure. So, man, there you go. You're just uh, sitting in there eating your ramen. Yeah. Drinking your Power Ranger themed cocktail. <laughs> and somebody comes in and puts you in a choke <laughs> And you get dinner and a show. Sure. <laughs> And the Power Rangers are breaking it up. Hang on, there's a. Uh, Best if you had like a couple of drinks in, and you're like, "Whoa, this is awesome!" Hang on a second, I gotta let me refresh this page. Dad gummit, Dad gummit. My well, my browser window went away, but I really wanted to show you the picture because the Green Ranger in this picture looked like it could have been me or Brad dressed <laughs> as Power Ranger. <laughs> That's great, though. I know. I like a guy that's like, yeah, I'm big, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I can still wear a skin-tight sure. Ranger outfit. Uh, I'm glad these guys were stepping up and protecting the community. <laughs> oh, here we go. Check it out. I know what I'm drinking. There we oh, go. There we go. <laughs> there he, is. he is a unit. He's a big boy. <laughs> That's what I'm dressing for is Halloween this year. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, I'm glad these people were willing to step up and help when somebody needed it. Yeah. Let's talk about another group that's stepping up and helping. A Florida man has sent Disciples of Democracy death threats to Capitol rioters, which Disciples of Democracy is a pretty, <laughs> that's a rocking name. Are they, are the, the Disciples of Democracy, are they Capitol rioters? No, they are against the Capitol rioters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Marilyn Fassel asked a judge last month to let her carry a gun while she and her husband await sentencing for their part in the January 6th. Uh, riot at the U.S. Capitol. Her reasoning was fear stoked by an explicitive-laden death threat mailed to her Largo home from what seemed to be a group planning to assassinate January 6th defendants. Now, we know the Democrats are crazy. They shot up the softball game. (laughs) That dude was a Democrat that shot up the softball game practice that time. They attacked Rand Paul. They're unhinged, y'all. Wasn't one of them a, a school shooter, too? Yeah. Which I, I hate to draw. I'm not saying that about all people on the Look, left. I think but, we got more school shooters on our side than they got on theirs. So we need to leave that one off the table. <laughs> We're not talking about that one. Yeah, <laughs> we got to craft our arguments well. What about, they bring up the NRA, we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> but she was told that the culprit had already been caught. Dennis Bass, a 67-year-old retired Broward County firefighter, pleaded guilty in federal court on Tuesday. He admitted to mailing threatening letters to January 6th defendants across Florida, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. Uh, the Lighthouse Point resident faces up five years, up to five years in prison. The unsigned letters, there were at least 10, were all headed Disciples of Democracy, and contain lines similar to this one, we are here to track down and eliminate each and every one that participated in the January 6th insurrection slash riot. 
But, okay, does he actually have a group or is this just one guy? Uh, apparently, from what I've read so far, which is what we've read on the air, <laughs> he seems to be a lone wolf. But you know the disciples of democracy aren't going to rat out the other disciples. Right. They took an oath, I guarantee you. I, their oath was probably like, we are all disciples sure. of the disciples of democracy. Exactly. Like, if one of us gets caught, yes. it was me. It was me. I acted alone. I did it all by myself. Yeah, we, yes. are, we are legion. <laughs> <laughs> um, starting in July 2021, the letters arrived in mailboxes of people present at the Capitol that day. Uh, they continued this year unsigned, but from someone calling himself the founding member of the Disciples of Democracy. They were rife with personal details, FBI investigators said, inclu- indicating Bass conduct uh, conducted significant research on his targets. I mean, he just probably went to 4chan and read all the same stuff I did. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. Those people can track anyone down at any time. <laughs> Have you... I don't want anybody to go to 4chan, but you should be afraid to be just on the internet at all, that those people, they're crafty. It's impressive, really. Yeah. Um, One apparently went, one of the letters apparently went to Graydon Young, a Sarasota County oath keeper who pleaded guilty to conspiracy and referenced uh, preschool that Young owns with his wife. Other letters noted rivers or landmarks near recipients' homes. Which, if you got their address and know how to read a map, that ought to be pretty easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Tiny, live kind of close to the Black Warrior. <laughs> That's not hard to figure out. Uh, some of us are ex-military, and uh, but all of us are professional hunters, said the letters, noting a recipient's son is a police officer. And another said, uh, we use a broad spe- spectrum of weapons to do exactly what we want to do. It could be anything from a two-two-three. And my favorite, a 308 or a nice, sharp tungsten steel uh, broadhead from a cross or silent compound bow. Okay, look, this to me sounds like a guy. He's just goofing, right? He's just, he's reading this off the internet. Yes. He's never really shot a 223 or a 308. Right. He just read about it on the internet and now he's saying it. He's trying to sound like a gun person. Well, and if he was a man, he wouldn't have mentioned the crossbow. You know, (laughs) he would have just said bow. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, one he's, letter. He's watched too much Walking Dead. Uh, yes, one letter went to someone not at the Capitol right, but also convicted of voter fraud, stating, "In our eyes, there is absolutely no difference from you or those individuals that participated in the January sixth insurrection." Uh, a judge denied the lady's request to carry a gun, uh, and this dude faces up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines and five years in jail. So. Uh, he confessed and expressed remorse. Hmm. I bet he's not sorry. <laughs> not really. Yeah. I'm sure it was just a big joke to him. I mean, like, he probably wasn't going to go kill anybody. He's like, yeah. I'm just going to scare these he's people. He's cosplaying. Yeah. And he's writing letters. He's trying to be all yeah. scary, and he got caught. But kudos on the name, Disciples of Democracy. It is a good name. I like that a lot. Yes. I like that a lot. Now, the original disciples were disciples of a monarchy, just to... Let's get the record straight so everybody knows. Um, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know what I would do if I would got one of these letters. It would have probably scared me a little bit if they were like, "We know where you live and where you work," which is all public. I I talk about all that on this podcast. <laughs> yes. If you care to wade through this podcast, you could make a dossier on me. Sure. I feel like 
and this is just me. Now, now people don't take this as like an invitation to send me spooky letters, but I feel like if you get one of those spooky letters, you're like, oh, people care. People are actually paying attention to me. Right. Well, thank you. I never get any <laughs> yeah. mail. You're yeah. not famous until you start getting death threats. I, the bad thing that I don't think this guy, Mr. Bass, realized is now Republicans are going to talk about the disciples of democracy like the liberals talk about the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys all the time. <laughs> yes. And we so don't need that. Now there's going to be Antifa sure. and Disciples of Democracy. Yes, and yes, they got a second one. Because yeah. I think when they found out about the Oath Keepers, they were like, ooh, we got another one. <laughs> yeah. we, were, we were talking about the Proud Boys for a while. Ooh, we got a new one. So that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, when we start our militia, we'll call it the Odd Keepers. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I don't think our, our militia would do too well. It's our sworn duty to yes. protect what's odd. <laughs> yes. Just, like I'm, I'm not. This is not disparaging anyone who listens to this podcast because I love all of you, and I think we're all probably very similar, at least humor wise, right? Yeah. I and think if so. you got all of us in one area, and we're like, all right, well, we're going to take over the capital. We would end up making jokes the whole time <laughs> yeah. and like not really getting anything done. Like I, just judging by the comments and the stories that yeah. I see posted in Facebook and Discord and. Like, I think the only thing that we all agree on, because we there is a vast sure, yeah, difference we of brought, political ideologies, religions, yes, non-religion, races, music all of that. taste. Absolutely. The only thing that stitches our community together is our sense of humor. Yes. That's the only thing we share in common with one another. We all find everything absurd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We find everything funny. If we were in charge of the world for a day, it would be like a bizarro world. Right. <laughs> what if it was like, all right, in Sunday school this morning, which was a wild ride, by the way. I loved it. The teacher was like, John, if you were to come to our house and I was to say a prayer before the meal and it was God is great, God is good, you know, what would you think? And I was like, I would laugh. <laughs> I was like, thinking, I've done that. Sure. I'm like, no kidding. I've done that as a joke before. Sure. I would laugh. Like, I would, I, that was my honest answer. I wouldn't think anything about your spiritual wall or anything. I would be like, that's funny. <laughs> Kudos to you for making a funny joke. It's funny that he said that because no kidding. I remember one time, there's been a while, but uh, we had a bunch of people over to watch a football game one time <laughs> and we were all like, let's pray. And then no one ever spoke up. Oh, yeah. And Tara looked at me like, you know. Time to go. Yeah, you're the one who's praying. And I you're was the like, man oh. of the house. And I said, oh, okay. God is great. God is good. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone started laughing. Sure. That's funny. That's funny. But, yeah, uh, I love the people that listen to us because it, we are a very diverse group. And thought and ideas, politically, all of that. But and we all we, like laughing and everything, and, and I if, enjoy that. If we ran the world, it would be like Weird Mageddon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I feel like there's more people like us in the world than not like us. I think so. You know? Yeah. But a lot of people get hung up on differences mm. instead of just going, funny's funny. doesn't yes. matter what you believe. <laughs> about the afterlife or what you believe politically funny is funny. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not everything, not like you and I are, we're not Dave Chappelle and Louis CK outside of me masturbating the entire show. <laughs> uh, but so I'm sure some stuff we say in an attempt to be funny is not funny. 
Yeah. But it, I think our audience is intelligent enough to go, well, at least they're trying. That's what I say. That's what I say. If you never swing, yeah, you're, you're never, never going to hit it to the fences. What's, what did Michael Scott say? You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> yes. That's exactly right. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky and Michael Scott <laughs> said right. that. <laughs> More importantly, Michael Scott. Yeah. When he said, oh, man, when he said this morning, when he was talking about loyalty. Yes. The, my mind went straight to Dwight's <laughs> quote where he said, uh, I'm a very loyal person. I'm one of the most loyal people I know. But what if another company valued loyalty more than <laughs> this, this one? one? I'm going to wherever loyalty <laughs> is valued the most. <laughs> oh, man. I uh, I turn on the Cowboys games in hopes of seeing Dana and Nick. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure their seats are in the very top or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I started watching. I fell asleep. So I don't even know who was winning when I came over here. <sighs> but I was just thinking, he's at the house by himself, you know. Yep. Probably just talking to himself and having <laughs> the time of his life. We could have had him on the show. Oh, it would be great. <laughs> I love him. I, I think he rocks as hard as anybody at our church. Yep. I love when he prays. I love when he teaches. I love anytime he brings up a point. I love him. He is awesome. So I I, I think that's great. Now, did he transfer to your department? Yes. He, awesome. He, he works in STS now. So. Nice. Now he's a builder. Yeah. But yeah. So you're like above him? Do you look down your no, nose No, no, no. I'm not above him, but I'm, I'm like a... Our my job title is technically quality control. Okay. But all the tires that we cure in our department like me and three other dudes, we like check them all for, you know, yeah, imperfections, imperfections. Or and then we either pass them or reject or scrap them. Or sure. Sometimes we can fix them. Huh? But, uh, I told, <laughs> I told the boss, I was like, Hey, if that one over there gives you any trouble, you let me know. <laughs> you bring and I'll alert the deacons <laughs> and we'll get this straightened out. Get it straightened out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, he's the best. I love him. He's so funny. Yeah. And unintentionally funny. And sometimes I think intentionally funny, mm -hmm. but more, I think just unintentionally. He was like 30 minutes into the lesson. He's like, all right, let's read the first verse. <laughs> <You know>? Yes. <laughs> but that's me too. My brain's all over the place. All right, John, I have a question for you. Okay. A little multiple choice here. Okay. Sure. I want you to just for a minute, imagine that you're a tenant okay. and you're being evicted. Don't like that. And you're not ready to leave yet. Okay. Do you A, go ahead and leave with the deputies who are there to serve you an eviction notice? Do you B, go get you a lawyer and hope you get a sympathetic judge? Or C, unleash the bees? <laughs> I'm C. <laughs> well. If I have that capability, <laughs> yes. Uh, that's exactly what one woman did. The headline here, woman unleashes a swarm of bees on deputies trying to serve her an eviction notice. Wow. That's like some stuff out of a movie. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Went straight up Old Testament. <laughs> <Yes>. Like <laughs> plague on them. <laughs> I was also, we were talking about blinking the lights in Sunday school. Yeah. I was being very true. And I was like, it's us versus them, y'all. <laughs> yes. Like y'all got to get on the thing. We're fighting the cops. <laughs> A woman is facing several charges after unleashing a swarm of bees near deputies attempting to serve an eviction notice in western Massachusetts, authorities said. Deputies arrived on October 12th at a large suburban home in Longmeadow to serve eviction papers, according to a news release by Hamden County Sheriff's Department. The woman, 55-year-old Rory Woods, who did not live in the home, 
then pulled into the driveway towing a trailer full of beehives. Just <laughs> having to have them with her. Yeah. I just I always have these beehives just, just in case. My awesome honey. <laughs> yeah. After being confronted by a sheriff's deputy, she broke the lid on one of the hives and flipped it off the trailer, <laughs> according to the release. The bees became agitated and swarmed the area, stinging several deputies. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> I just... Why could there not have been like ring doorbell sure. footage? Of There's got to be some body camera footage, right? Release that to the public. We need it. We deserve Somebody it. Somebody do a freedom of information request for this footage. Woods then donned a peak a beekeeper suit, and then she placed a tower of bees near the home's entrance in an attempt to derail the eviction. <laughs> Upon learning that several of the deputies present at the scene were allergic to bees, that's that's not That's something you want in your deputies, day. okay? But it gets your EpiPen out. <laughs> yeah. Woods allegedly responded, Oh, you're allergic? Good. <laughs> <laughs> that is the correct response. Yeah. You know, like if you're mad, <laughs> yeah. you are not. You shouldn't be like, Oh, well, let me put all these away right now. You're like, Yeah, good. Stay away. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're supposed They're doing what they're supposed <laughs> yes. to do. <laughs> yes. Sorry, your DNA sucks. Uh, deputies eventually arrested Woods and they transported her to the Western Massachusetts Regional for, uh, Women's Correctional Facility, according to the release. Neither Woods nor her attorney could immediately be reached by McClappy News for comment. I support people. I support people's rights to protest peacefully, but when you cross the line and put my staff and the public in danger, I promise you will be arrested. Stated Sheriff Nick Kakachi, Kaki, in the release. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> That's a tough one. Never in all my years of leading the Hamden County Sheriff's Civil Process Division have I seen anything like this, stated Robert Hoffman, Chief Deputy of the Civil Process Division in the release. Woods, who has cancer and lives off disability payments, has been fighting her own eviction in court for years, according to Mass Live. In 2018, she was living in a tent and said that her health had worsened following disruptions with her cancer treatment. The eviction process has clearly been weaponized by the courts to thwart my appeal, which has every chance of success due to case law precedent, Wood said in a statement, according to Mass Live. She pled not guilty to assault and battery charges on October 12th in Springfield District Court, according to the Associated Press, and was released without bail. So, I mean, if you have trouble with the law, yeah, maybe you should get you some bees. Well... <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's always viable. I would wasp is what you really want. <laughs> you want an army of wasps. Yes. I don't know a lot about bees. My buddy has a bunch of bees that he uh, he gave me some honey from them a while mm -hmm. back. And then he was like, if you want any more, it's going to be this much money. And I was like, well, I guess this will be the last I'm getting. <laughs> it was good. Uh, yeah, thanks for the sample. <laughs> I don't have that many honey needs in my life. <laughs> so... Good on you. I hope the business turns out well. But uh, but yeah, I just wonder how you could uh, you can't really sick them on people. You just have to just be like, hey, there are bees here. Everybody be afraid. Well, it says that she put on a, a like a suit. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming she just opened them up. Right. Maybe shook them around a bit. But bees aren't just automatically going to sting you. Well, if they, I guess they will if they feel threatened. Sure. Maybe she. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But anyways. <laughs> Maybe they think she's the queen. Sure. <laughs> and she's like, help, help, I'm being threatened. <laughs> if you're a cop, you just need to be like, look, ma'am, 
And if you don't get these bees under control in one minute, we're bringing the flamethrower out and we're going to burn all of them up. <laughs> Do they have a flamethrower? I'm sure. There's a bunch of military equipment we've pushed off on local sure police department somewhere. There's somebody's got one. <laughs> but even still in the South, somebody get a propane tank with a hose on it and a mm-hmm. lighter and just do a improvised one and <laughs> blow her blow her whole house up. Yeah. Well if you if you kill my bees then I'll release the ants. <laughs> <laughs> she's a insect uh, superhero. Ant man. Yeah she's bee lady. <laughs> um well that's outrageous. Let's talk about another thing that's outrageous. McDonald's Tiny's favorite restaurant. I did have lunch there. Yeah. So today? I did. Nice. Adult Happy Meal toys are being listed for up to 300000 on eBay. Wow. Yes. When it comes to nostalgia, McDonald's customers sure are loving it. Ba 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 ba. The burger chain brought back its Halloween pails on Tuesday which haven't been offered in the U.S. since 2016. We've already got all three. Y'all do? We do. Nice. (laughs) The plastic trick-or-treat buckets decorated to look like a ghost, a goblin, or a jack-o'-lantern. Also, would like to point out that the goblin looks an awful lot like a witch. Now, (laughs) just going to say it. Do you know their names? Their real names? Yes. One is the the McBoo. Uh Uh-huh. One is the McGoblin. Yep. And the other one is the McPunkin. That's right. (laughs) They quickly began trending among real-time Google searches on Tuesday. But the appetite for these Halloween... Oh, no, I just got to add. The appetite for these Halloween buckets is nothing compared to recent McDonald's collaboration with streetwear company Cactus Plant Flea Market, which dished out a $12 to $13 box, better known as the Adult Happy Meal, that featured a food combo and a collectible figurine targeted towards grown-ups who grew up on Happy Meals. We got one for our 12-year-old uh-huh. one time. Yeah. It's basically you have your choice between a Big Mac meal or a 10-piece chicken nugget meal. And then it, it came with like a little, it came little with a figure. Toy. Yeah. Well, they sold out quickly, and now some enterprising fast food lovers are hawking the adult Happy Meal toys over online resale sites for thousands of dollars. Um, so what's the appeal, you might ask? Yeah, what's the appeal? Nostalgia. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Everyone remembers their first Happy Meal as a kid, and they can't sit still feeling as you dug in to see what was inside. I do not remember my first Happy Meal. Oh, I don't either. I, I remember no being either. excited about getting toys, but we didn't get a McDonald's in Fayette until I was like in 10th grade. So McDonald's was a luxury growing up for me. We would have to be in Tuscaloosa <laughs> to get it. Um, and now we're reimagining that experience in a whole new way. It's time for the adults. The limited edition cactus plant flea market box at McDonald's rolled out back at the beginning of October, um, feeding the inner child of average customers. Uh, the toys featuring redesigned McDonald's mascots like Grimace, the hamburger, and Birdie, as well as the new cactus buddy figure. Yes. Is that what that thing was? Because that's the one we have. That's Cactus Buddy. Yes. The exclamation point is actually part of the name. Oh, okay. The Cactus Plant Flea Market boxes sold out in many places on the same day they came out. 
some some McDonald's employees took to Reddit and TikTok to share how much they were not loving it. <laughs> uh, because people hate to work hard. And now both the toys and the boxes have become near impossible to come by unless you're willing to cough up a lot of cash. A medium cactus plant flea market box that costs $12 and a large box closer to $13 uh, are now being sold on eBay uh, unwrapped and in its original packaging for a whopping $300,000. Another listing on the fashion marketplace, Grailed. I know you frequent Grailed a lot looking for (laughs) fashions, uh, which is marked as authenticated, uh, features the Cactus Buddy figure for the asking price of, are you ready? I'm ready. $39,999. Holy crap. Which is 10% off the original $44,444 price tag. That's the one you have, Tiny. I'm going to sold right now, sold auctions on okay. eBay, and we're going to see what we get. Good. Because granted, you see a bunch of them that are listed for crazy amounts yeah, of money. Yeah, you can list it for whatever. You can list what it for whatever for? you want. The question right. is, what's it going to sell for? Exactly. So I just, I just typed in sold, and for some reason, because my internet's being, being stupid, it's not, it'll come up eventually, I hope. Huh. Anyways, you may be sitting on a gold mine. If we can find it. <laughs> <laughs> all hands on deck as soon as the podcast is over. I, I'm going <laughs> to. But the thing is, is if there is a demand now, the demand will be probably be greater later on. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Sometimes. Well, it's not like baseball cards where there are a million of them. These mm-hmm. all sold out within a few hours. So I would think the market, you know. Yeah, but I know I know sometimes if you have something like if someone dies, sure, their stuff will go way up. Yeah, but then absolutely. it'll come on down again after that. Yeah, so right. Yeah, you just gotta time it. You know, when they release the next adult happy meals, that's when you listen. Let, let me call Tara. Hang on. Hey. Hey Tara? What's wrong? Do, nothing's <laughs> wrong. Do you know where the cactus buddy is? What? The cactus buddy. Do you know where the cactus buddy is? The it's the thing that came in the remember the adult Happy Meal that we bought Eli. Oh yeah, that weird guy. Do you do we know it's where he is? Somewhere I think. I, I, I yes, I hope so. But do you know where? I think it's down the hall in the toy box. Why? <laughs> Apparently, these things are selling on eBay for like gobs of cash. Okay, well I'll look for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You scared me. I thought something was wrong. You never called me. What if we're rich and we just don't I'm know rich. it yet? Trust me, we're not rich. <laughs> but what if we are? Well, that would be nice, but we're not. What's the first thing you're going to buy when we have, like, crazy money? I don't know, but I don't think that gobs of cash is necessarily means we're really rich. Well, imagine you can get the nicest thing on Facebook Marketplace that you couldn't possibly imagine. I, I, I don't know. You could buy, like, 15 washing machines. We can buy my parents. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to look for it here after a while, but uh, just, I was just going to let you know that if you do come across that, uh, don't throw it away and don't let the kids play with it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. We did open it. So, okay. I'm sure that's going to, that's going to cut some off the value. That's right. (laughs) Golly.
I'm texting you these stories right now since I forgot for an entire week last time. It wasn't. It was just a few days. Was it? Yeah, I think it was just a few days. Just when I I was like, I saw that truck in the public's parking lot. I was like, I'm sending a picture to Tiny because this bothers me. (laughs) And then I opened it up and that text message was loaded up, ready to send. And I was like, oh, I never sent send to it. So anyways. I tell you what, if we saw a truck in Ardmore, Alabama. Oh, Okay. I found what myself, are y'all doing in Hardmore? Well, there's a whole epic yarn I'm going to tell in the Patreon show <laughs> okay. about it. But there was a truck. You show sure enough would have liked it. Oh, yeah. He had a he had like a skeleton in the passenger side, <laughs> like a dragon tail coming off the back. It had like spikes, well, like metal sure. welded spikes all over it. Oh boy, <laughs> he loves Halloween. Yes. Apparently, someone over at Publix who works at Publix loves Halloween too. Mm-hmm. Oh, good for them. Well, you, you know, uh, you know who's going to be giving out Happy Meal toys? Who's that? Cajun Curl Bayou Blend Spice. <laughs> <laughs> we want to thank them for their support. Check them out on their website. If you order a can of Cajun Curl, you get your very own Brandon Bobblehead doll. <laughs> I mean, he may not want me to say his last name. <laughs> and that's a joke. There's no bobblehead dolls. <laughs> yeah, it's invisible. Yes, it's an invisible. That's how special it is. Yeah. It was created on the Elm Bayou in the Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own, and if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Mart in downtown Northport, and the Piggly Wiggly on 69 South and on Lurling Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out on CajunCurl.com and use their promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use a spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, what do you say we go to the phones? Okay. All right, our first voicemail. What's going on, John and Tiny? It's Phil Suit Suit here. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, John, you said something along the lines of what kind of guys care about what they put into the hair? Well, and the answer is guys that have long hair. Uh, but anyway, I was just curious as to what your guys' thoughts were on those Tennessee animals destroying their field uh, <laughs> after they beat you guys on Saturday. Anyway, yeah, I also heard that the team was fined $100,000 for allowing fans on the field. So I was just curious about what you guys' thoughts are probably talked about that anyway but just curious all right gentlemen have a good one peace out uh it looked awesome it looked (laughs) like the greatest time in the world for those people if your team is lucky enough to just one time sure actually beat the crimson tide led by the fearless nick saban yeah 
then all bets are off on and, how, how your fans are going to celebrate because it doesn't happen very sure. often. And I get it. If I were to be on the field after a win like that, I would be ripping up turf to take home with me. <laughs> and we would it's stand playing. around every year and be like, this is this came off the field at Bryant Denny. <laughs> hey, kids, look at this. I'm out there like clipping it with scissors and taking care of it. Of course I would do that. You know that there's going to be a day yeah. when you're sitting out front on your porch yeah. of your double wide and you've got your grandkids there. And they're going to say, you know, what's that little patch of grass over there? And you're yep. like, that's the field. Where that's right. That's the, where it happened. The Tennessee Vols yeah. beat Nick Saban. That the right there. Tide. Sonny, that right there is where Hendon Hooker threw for 8,000 yards <laughs> on the Crimson Tide on the third Saturday in October 2022. <laughs> it looked awesome. It was a poor people move that their university came out afterwards and was like, hey, come on, give us some money to get everything fixed and get our goalposts back. That was embarrassing. But not as embarrassing as LSU rushing the field against Ole Miss. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. So, there's a hierarchy of rushing fields. <laughs> Alabama has never rushed the field right. that anyone can find on record anywhere. Part of that is our stadium's design. You're really far away from the field at our stadium. Yes. I don't understand why we built it that way, but we did. It, we may have built it that way Yeah, to keep, keep fans us. from rushing the field. Yeah, you got to go over a wall, a hedge, and a fence to get just to the sidelines and then to hope to beat the security on the field. Which there's a ton of security on the field. Yeah. You're not going to hold back 100,000 people. No. Uh, anyways, uh, good there, for them. There for a while, back in like, you know, <laughs> 2010, 2011, 2012. Yeah. When your team is up by 40 points and half your fans have gone home anyway. Yes. They've already started right. celebrating. Yes. I mean, there's not a lot of folks to rush the field anyway. Yeah. No, yeah, they were. We had to have like lessons about, hey, everybody stay for the whole game, y'all. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's really Xavier was mad because he's like, Guys, we're yeah. winning. Yes. <laughs> but also, and you know, I love Nick Saban, of course, but also schedule better opponents. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't leaving if we were up by 40 on Ole Miss or whatever. They are leaving if we were up by 40 on, you know, UT Chattanooga. It's, <laughs> right. You know, we're playing College of Charleston and games like that. <laughs> Nobody wants to sit around and watch that. So... Part of that is schedule some better games, y'all. Mm-hmm. We save it is for just a pretty much a full kit Southeastern Conference schedule, which I would love that if we just played teams from the SEC all year long, and then just if you got the playoffs, you got to play somebody else. Well, isn't the reason we play those smaller schools because they pay a lot of money to play yeah, us? We, no, we pay them money. To oh, play we pay us. them. Yeah, okay, so we'll call you know, whatever, UT Chattanooga, and go, all right, we'll pay y'all a million dollars to come down here and play us. And they're like, sure. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, sure. Well, we have an athletic department, and we need money to run it. Right. And then we have pretty much a scrimmage that we can sell tickets and concessions during, and our team can get a workout and not, hopefully not lose. We do have a losing record. Although there's been some, there's been times yeah. Yeah. when these smaller schools. We have a losing record to Louisiana Tech. People forget <laughs> the University of Alabama has a losing record to Louisiana Tech, <laughs> home of 
Duck Dynasty's Phil Robertson and Terry Bradshaw. Well, they've got God on their side. Sure. <laughs> yes. All, you got the Robertson family praying for a win. Golly, of course you're going to win. All right, next call. What up, everyone? Phil Zutu here. Hey, John, I just want to let you know, man, you've been hyping up pimento cheese, and I've actually never tried it before. All right. So I went ahead and got me some at the store the other day uh, just to see if it was worth the hype. And I got to say, it was pretty dang good. There you go. So my final verdict is that it's worth the hype. All right. Well, y'all have a good day. We'll catch you. Bye. Nice. Nice. Back-to-back field calls. (laughs) Glad your arteries will be clogged, much like mine, (laughs) soon. Uh, None of us are going to live forever. No, you might as well enjoy it while you can. (laughs) Yes. All right, what do you say we go to some questions? Oh, yeah, yeah. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions you would like to ask John, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes. Our first question comes from Mr. Phil Zutsu. All right. He says, you are 10 years old. What are you thinking about? Oh, at 10, it was probably just riding my bike and hunting birds neighborhood birds with my bb gun yeah that's pretty much what i did every day yeah uh i was thinking about my parents divorce and what i could have done to make things better oh man and how my life was never going to be the same again and you know what i was right oh tiny that's heartbreaking (laughs) it's heartbreaking it sucked that your mom signed your dad up for the russian draft (laughs) no He, he didn't even know, he didn't know anything about Ukraine. Right. <laughs> He's like, I was in the Air Force. <laughs> we'll say, as terrible as divorce is, and as rough as it is on the kids, the one good thing that will come out of it is two Christmases and two birthdays. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have always had a feeling in my heart that, like, once the kids all move out, they're just going to be like, all right, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've done this for long enough. The kids are grown. They've moved out. I'm done. <laughs> and honestly, I'd be like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and then okay. you can go live in the woods. Yeah, then I'm done. <laughs> I'm checking out on society. Uh, next question comes from the driver. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Ooh, that's tough because I don't remember a lot of dressing up. There was one time I was a mummy. Mm-hmm. And we wrapped myself in like bandages and stuff, and I just became unraveled as I walked through Halton Acres neighborhood in Fed, Alabama. That one was cool. There was one time I was some sort of weird monster. My mom made me the costume out of like uh which she remembers. We found this like furry fabric in Fred's or somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I had this foam monster head that I wore. It was like a dragon head or something. So those are the only two I really vividly remember being. So I remember one time my mom made me a Batman costume, mm-hmm. like sewed it for me and everything. It was nice. Sure. This is before my mom and dad got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't but, know if there's a whole lot of hand making costumes going on anymore. Yeah. I don't my think that happens anymore. My mom was old school like that. But I remember uh, I actually wore my Batman costume in the West Alabama Christmas parade. Nice. Like our Cub Scout troop sure. did. Yeah. And uh, I remember that was right around the time when like the, 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 uh, Tim Burton Batman movie came out and yes. everybody was like, Batman, look, it's nice. Batman. Yeah, I thought you're I was a celebrity. The, yeah, I thought I was the coolest kid ever. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's good. 
Next question comes from the driver. What famous person do you share a birthday with? Oh, I, uh, we can find out. Tuscaloosa County Commissioner <laughs> Stan Acker, uh, Tuscaloosa County retired educator Mike Hogue, Monica Whitson Grooms from Fed, Alabama, and I believe Canadian rocker Brian Adams. Nice. Yes. All right. Uh, what is your I, birthday? Th- and that was in order of famousness, too, <laughs> by the way. What is your birthday? November 5th. Oh, you got one coming up. People are just going to hack my entire life. I just gave out my <laughs> birth date. <laughs> We're going to have to delete all of these if we ever really blow up. <laughs> so I, I can I can bleep that. <laughs> you share a birthday with Chris Jenner. Oh, okay. There we go. Nice. Share a birthday with Odell Beckham Jr. Nice. LSU legend. <laughs> Roy Rogers. Oh, uh, uh, that's cool. Is Brian Adams right? Because for some reason that popped in my head. Uh, I, I, no, I'm not saying it. Is, I just don't see it. Okay. Here. There's a bunch of them up here at the top. The Let's Scorpios. See. We're all famous. <laughs> Let me, uh, I'm just out of curiosity. I'm going to type in mine. You're not going to say your birthday on the air? February 1st. <laughs> I don't have any passwords. <laughs> Brandon Lee. Okay. The Crow. <laughs> the Crow. There we go. Lisa Marie Presley. That's a good one. Michael C. Hall. The, uh, yeah. From, Dexter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Boris Yeltsin. Oh. <laughs> share a bir- we share a birthday. Polly Shore. I think we actually had our. I, I got him to come to my birthday party last year. <laughs> oh, Polly, the weasel. He was like, "Happy birthday!" <laughs> <laughs> there was a point in the mid nineties where he could do no wrong. I know he was on everything. <laughs> he was on Joe Rogan. This was several years back, but. He he's just boned and groaned about how he's not famous anymore. Uh, he don't get be to tough. be in movies. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be real tough. He said he watches his old films and he's like sad that he's he, not on MTV anymore. Yeah, I guess it's got to be a huge ego crush mm-hmm. when you were like the superstar and now everybody makes fun of you. I guess yeah, that's uh, got to hurt the old pride. He, I think Joe asked him what went wrong, and he was like, well. Everything was going good, and then he did The Water Boys, a movie about him. No, it was in the Army now. Yes, I remember that movie. He did that movie went over, didn't go over so good, and then he did one called Jury Duty, and that one did even worse. And then after that, nobody wanted. Everybody's like, I'm done. Everybody, nobody wanted to do a movie with him anymore. So we need to get him back. You know, like we need to find him a role in some Netflix series or something. He can have a starring role in our first sure. patron-supported movie that yeah. Earth Oddity does. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, uh, yeah, he would be the perfect, like, uh, the old guy who smokes pot who lives beside you for comedy relief type mm-hmm. person in a in a series or movie. Yeah, uh, he could he could fill that role. And then everybody would be like, oh, yeah, Polly Shore's cool. And he's a doper, like all everybody else. So <laughs> right. he, that makes him doubly cool because somehow marijuana smoking is a personality trait for a lot of people. So there you go. Our next question comes from Gander. Why are Southern accents in movies so bad? Like seriously, the accent will fade in and out and everything. My theory is that most of those people don't live in the South. Mm-hmm. So it's not a true Southern accent. Reith, yeah. Reese Witherspoon has a true Southern accent. She grew up like in Tennessee or something. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you Channing Tatum 
Alabama legend could do a good <laughs> country southern accent, but most of these actors are from you know the Northeast and all, you know they don't they don't know us lot down here in the red dirt <laughs> like we do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, last question comes from Tyler B. Would you be okay if Libby grew up to be a Disney adult? I'm assuming he's talking about the yeah, like, like a, the adult Disney nerd obsessed with Disney. Yes, absolutely, I'd be fine with mm-hmm. her. I mean, she's her own person. I can't force her to be like me. You know, <laughs> I want her to have the same values. You that could just I have. try to guide her, right? Yeah, I would. I would like for my daughter to have the values that I've tried to instill in them. And then personality wise, be whoever you want to be mm-hmm. or for any of my kids. So she wants to be a Disney adult. That's fine. I will make fun of her, <laughs> you know? yeah. but I won't hate her because of it or anything. Because it's not me. Yeah. right. <laughs> it's, it's my kid being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not like, my fault. <laughs> oh, you're going to Disney again. All right. You know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, it's your it Bobby Poe. I would, <laughs> I would rather her be a Disney adult than an Auburn fan. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'll take that. Of all I, the various kinds of adults, yeah. I feel like Disney is there's far worse. Yes, well, and I don't want her grooming children either. <laughs> I'll throw that caveat in there. But if she has the values I've instilled in her, yeah, then she won't groom children. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And she'll be like, you know, Minnie Mouse is is just a cartoon character. Just a cartoon character. (laughs) Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) She's just there to sell bow ties to other cartoons. (laughs) Sure. And try to teach my kids about being nice. (laughs) Minnie Mouse exists because Walt figured out we can sell stuff to girls too, right? (laughs) That's why Minnie Mouse (laughs) and Daisy Duck and all of them exist. I was about to say, that's why She-Ra exists. Sure, absolutely. (laughs) Hey, all these kids love these He-Man toys, but what if we could get all these girls to buy some too? What if we could get some girls to buy some too? Yes, there's a whole market out there. Mm -hmm. Let's tap into it. Yeah. So yeah, Libby could be a Disney adult. I don't think it would bother me. I don't know... Like I say, most my kids could pretty much do anything. If they're not whining and complaining <laughs> as adults, I will be happy. And outside of that, I love them. So, yeah. Well, John, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so much. We would like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. We thank you all so much for supporting us, for uh, listening to us and contributing to the show. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have several different tiers, but... The $5 tier gets you the extra show. That's like a whole extra show after this one. That's right. And it's only $5. Only 5 bucks A month. And <laughs> we're so close to reaching our goal. Yes. All we need is a few more people to sign up, and we'll be there. I think we've got some money for maybe even some like advertising. We need to get together, and we've sure. talked about it several times, but we yeah. need to run some ads. So. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Let's do that. We keep <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> And keep joining. It's been great so far. We're glad to welcome all the new members. Absolutely. So they've been enjoying the content. I've gotten several comments and likes and shares. So, yeah, join up so we can do video. 
That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. Speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today? We're going to talk about female defense systems. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be talking about uh, $10,000 that a Florida middle school student stole from their grandparents. Okay. I also have an epic tale about Arab Alabama. Okay. So Good. I'm glad. <laughs> join up for that. <laughs> for those who don't know, Arab Alabama is spelled A-R-A-B, like yes. Arab. But of course, we call it Arab around and here. I was corrected oh, yeah? no fewer than 20 times Wednesday. <laughs> so Because I kept saying Arab. Oh, for real? Yes, I kept saying, how much further till Arab Alabama? <laughs> I don't know nothing about Arab Alabama. Let me tell you this. we uh, One of our locations, we had a deal with the gas station there where we would get fuel and they would invoice us for mm-hmm. it, you know, for the delivery truck. And so the store called and was like, hey, our card is not working anymore. And I was like, okay. I was like, now, didn't that gas station sell? And the lady was like, yeah, it did. And I was like, well, who owns Do you know who owns it now? And so I can get some contact information. And she's like, I don't know. They're ARAVs. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I think it's Middle Eastern. <laughs> and if you could just find out, like, give me, give me a phone number. It's or Middle something. Eastern Inception at this point. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, we're not using ARAB anymore. <laughs> that's not, that's not cool anymore. We don't do that. <laughs> you got anything else? That's about it. All right. Well, You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, oh, oh, time out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we had a letter this week, oh. and I almost completely forgot it. All right. So we got a little bit more content, guys. Uh, we got a letter from Jason. Okay. He wrote in about polygamy in Utah. He says, thanks for the great podcast, guys. I really enjoy listening to it. I live in a city about 30 miles north of Salt Lake City, and I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I don't speak for the church, but I wanted to offer my view. Regarding polygamy, the mainline Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints used to practice it in the 1800s. However, the church officially banned it in 1890. And then he's got a a link here to like their official page. This is where we banned it. Yes. If a member of the church were to be found to be practicing it today, and if that member refused to stop, he or she would likely be excommunicated. That's where you get into FLDS. (laughs) You have to go to the FLDS. Yeah, that's where you're live. What was the name of their town? Sweet. Was it Sweetwater? Something like that. I don't remember. You have to go down there for that. Sure. I'm sure polygamy in Utah is more widespread than I realize, but I have never met anyone who is practicing it, okay. Jason. So well, cool. I think that's what I said. Like the main. Yeah, I think everybody's cool. The big the yeah. big LDS church. Right. They did away with it because they were wanting Utah to become a state. Sure. And they weren't going to get to become one if they kept doing yeah. that. Right. So, but well, but there's going to be like, you know, fundamentalists. Yes. Yeah. And LDS then churches that still practice it. According to that one documentary. <laughs> they got a little wild. <laughs> yeah. They took it a step too far. Well, but I was like, think like if the 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 church elder or whatever comes to you is like tiny, like uh, you've we found out you have multiple wives. You know, you can either 
keep on <laughs> or and stay with us or you're out of the church and you're like, well, fine, I'll take my wives and play somewhere else. <laughs> or what if what if there was one of your wives that you just was really done with? Sure. You're like, yeah, no. <laughs> you were like, well, can God I trim works, it down to two? God works in mysterious ways. <laughs> I know I got three, but can I trim it down to two? Because one's really getting on my nerves. Don't really like her a lot. Yeah. I don't know. That's wild. Yeah, I think, honestly, you know, I know we have differences in beliefs with the Mormon church, but mm-hmm. all the Mormons seem like very solid, great citizens, oh, good yeah. people. We probably... Yeah? I, mean, oh, I guarantee we agree on a lot more than we don't. We disagree on one big thing. Absolutely. I.e. who Jesus was yeah, and what he thing. did and right. what his death meant. Yeah. But yeah. we yes, we probably agree on yeah. way more than we disagree about. I don't like that they got out of the Boy Scouts. That kind of bothers me. <laughs> but I can I understand why they did. Yeah. Absolutely I do. Yeah. But that's almost exclusively the Mormons I know are through scouting. Mm-hmm. They're huge in scouting. So Jason's probably in, was in Scouts too, if he was a member of the Mormon Church. It was like a, a huge thing for them. So what are they? What are they now? Like I know they broke off and they have their own organization. They're, but they're starting it? to do it, but I don't know anything about oh, okay. it. Okay, I know uh, there is. There's like a group that's trying to be Boy Scouts for Baptists. I can't remember the name of that. <laughs> they talked about doing a troop at our church at one point in time. Huh, interesting. And I was like, I don't know And it's not it. a wanna, right? It's not a wanna. <laughs> okay. It's going to be more like what RAs used to be. Right. Which RAs was the first, we're going to be better than the Boy Scouts. And then they're like, oh, we can't. <laughs> so <laughs> we're done doing RAs. People still like scouting. Sorry, we have a bunch of resources that we've built up over 100 years. So yeah, yeah makes it a little easier for us. Scouting didn't it start in Germany? It started in England. In England, in Britain, okay. by Lord Baden Powell. Tiny, How about that? you don't know your I don't Boy Scout history. I don't. I won't <laughs> you got to keep in mind. I was only second class, <laughs> <laughs> and it was really started as a way to uh, help young men entering the military. Mm-hmm. You know, because they would already have basic skills that you would need that a soldier would need. So it would eventually make your military more proficient over time. And most yeah. little boys like to play army anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, let's just go ahead and, yeah, and, and teach just, them how to kill a man. Well, you know, let's teach them. <laughs> yes. Orienteering and, yes. you know, survival skills and first aid and all those like were swimming required merit badges. You have to earn mm-hmm. a lot of them were born out of military training skills. So, at one point in time in the 80s, the Boy Scouts of America was the, like, uh, I think it was the third largest army army in the world if we were to take up arms <laughs> <laughs> in the United States. Just the United States Boy Scout. Yeah. Not the worldwide scouting movement. Mm-hmm. If you were to do that, we might take over everything. <laughs> yeah. We might need to do that. I just say you've been hankering for an army, yeah. for a long time. I now. need to rally. You've been lamenting this, uh, not having one. My scouting, you friends. may have one built in. Let's go, guys! It's a bunch of <laughs> overweight dudes like me. Yeah, oh, those are those are your generals. Sure, yeah, yeah. We're, we're calling the you shots. You have a whole bunch of well, a child army, fourteen year old kids to go. A child go. army is vicious. We've seen that across the continent of Africa. <laughs> those <laughs> people, they do not play. Children, if you don't teach them the proper emotional structure early on, can get real sideways, especially if you make them a killer, you know, at the age of 10. So, yeah, that's pretty rough. Mm. We might could do some damage. (laughs) You might could. 
Well, might invade Canada first. They have a big scouting. We'll get them to work from the inside. We'll flood the border, take over Canada <laughs> first. Then we'll figure out where we're going next. That'll get other scouting organizations around the world fired up. Yeah. Hmm. The FBI has probably just put me on a watch list. <laughs> uh, so anyway, if you want to write into the show like Jason did, <laughs> we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. You can check out our show art at underscore, or it's not at, but it's just underscore earthoddity on Instagram. Right. We have a Discord server, link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? Don't forget about our parlor account. Kanye just bought parlor. <laughs> That's right. We didn't even mention that. Uh, 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Hello, patrons. Yes, Kanye, he did buy parlor. Yeah. And didn't he, isn't he also facing like a lawsuit for saying that George Floyd died from, like, drugs or something. Yeah, I think his family is Uh suing.